0: The thunder of
1: back. Before I dive into the intro for this episode, I did want to update you guys on um, the last episode. So Lana did not win homecoming court, but not to worry, she was not upset. I was actually a bit relieved. And then we uh, they didn't announce the winnings until like two minutes before the end of the day, the school day. So by the time I picked her up, she was like, all right, I don't want to go to the game uh, and we can just get on the road. So we left and went and had a really good weekend of softball. So for all of you who have been following the journey, who have reached out to me to find out how it went, that's how it went. But she's good. I'm good. Everybody's good. So now um, we are three weeks into October. It is hard to believe we are this far in the year already. It feels like we just got started, and now we are two months from it being over. Um, this October is uh, both Domestic Violence Awareness Month and Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And so I think it's really appropriate that we spent the first two weeks talking about domestic violence and wrapping up that series. And today's episode is actually about a breast cancer story. Um, it's really unique story that I I was able to um have an opportunity to sit down and talk to Amber. I learned a lot um, just chatting with her. She has a, a really amazing heart and I walked away like, all right, I guess I should probably schedule my mammogram. So um, usually I don't ask you to do much when you listen to the episodes except to listen with an open heart, share it with somebody whose life it might change or save But this time is a little bit different. This time, I'm hoping that you will use this as an encouragement or a note or a flag to go get a mammogram. Um, Check on your boobs. Do home tests, boob rubs. Do it in the shower. Do it while you're laying down. Um, But go get a mammogram. Whether you've gotten one before or you're overdue or you're like me you've never had one, go check your tits. If you don't have any. Um, then encourage somebody who does to go get them checked out. Early detection is the best way we have to survive it. Um, Women of color, I think, are at a much higher rate of being susceptible. And as I learned in this episode, it doesn't have to run in your family. So just do that for me. Go get tested. I um, keep seeing... More and more people in my age range that are battling breast cancer. Um, And I don't know every story. I don't know everybody's family background, but, um, and I don't know everybody's journey. And my hope and prayer is that, you know, they are um, doing well and thriving. I only know, you know, a lot of what I see on social media, but I'm just asking you to please use this as a sign to get your mammogram, get your boobs tested, um, and make that something you do regularly so that if that is a battle that you've gotta fight, you can get on that fight early enough to survive. So, I have um, with me Miss Hair, Amber Jean. Mm-hmm. Um, is gonna talk to us a little bit about her experience. And it's funny, I was going to, um, I was trying to think about the introduction and then I realized I don't really know. I don't really know much about your experience outside <laughs> of what I read on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you because you are like the wig phenom and like the hair phenom. I was trying to uh I did an uh, um recording with a young lady before who's from Durham mm-hmm. and I was telling her about this one coming up mm-hmm. and I was like, She's got all different color wigs. They're like green and pink and like <laughs> blue and she's like, I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know I'm like, well just Pull her up. <laughs> see. She does all the wig stuff. So, um, I try to start the episodes by um, asking just what you would like people to know about you. Because I feel like uh, when we do these, right, we are talking about an experience. Mm-hmm. and But it's important that people know that whatever the experience is that we're discussing is mm-hmm. not who you are. Mm-hmm. It's just something you have either endured or went through. Sometimes it's something that somebody else did to you, but it does not define who you are. So, what would you tell people about who is Amber?
2: Um,
1: my new
2: name is Amber Georges. That's that's correct. I've we have gotten married. married. Yes. <laughs> I've been married for two years, just past June twenty first. Um And can
1: I just tell you I cried during your proposal? Oh god I mean, but like, He is
2: so first of all. He First is. of all, it was too much. It, but I, because okay. when, he, when we talked about getting married, it was, and, and believe it or not, I am all things fashion. I change mm-hmm. my hair. Yes. I want attention when it comes to, like, the beauty industry, <laughs> beauty things, because that's what I'm in. Right. But outside of that, I'm not <laughs> shy, though. I'm really low-key. <laughs> to be honest, I'm very chill. Okay. It don't look like it today, but I am. This is, like, regular to me. I know. You know? Mm-hmm. So... When all that went down,
1: I was like, what is happening? Well, I just meant, like, I wasn't there. I wasn't <sighs> in the mall. But you saw but it. But I saw it. Oh, God. And I think I <laughs> cried every time. And I would, like, pause and be like, girl, why is you crying? These not even your people. Girl. But I just, so there's, so I am a lover of love, right? And yeah. so he when He is a you, lover of dramatics. Well, I mean, he, <laughs> He married the girl with the green hair. Like, I don't know what she... (laughs) We're the same. We're the same. Well, my point is, (laughs) is that when, for me, when I am watching something or engaged in something and you can literally feel, right, the emotion that is there, whether you there or not. So I'm the one that, like, cries at the engagement um, reels Mm -hmm. on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So I'm a crybaby. But I just wanted you to know in person that I was like,
2: so happy for them. Oh, well thank you. Okay. Thank okay, you. we can thank carry
1: you. on with the rest of who you are. <laughs> I just wanted you to know that I cried I cried real thug tears. I shed a thug tear when I was watching your proposal. I <laughs> Job well done well so. yes I'm married. Um mm-hmm. we've been
2: married for two years. Mm-hmm. Um I anniversary like I said, it was just um June twenty first. Mm-hmm. Happy anniversary. Um I'm a mother. Mm-hmm. I birthed one son. Mm-hmm. His name is Ethan. Um and I n- now have a daughter. Her name mm-hmm. is Mariah. So we have two children. Um, I'm a hairstylist. I've been I've been actually doing hair my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, it was a hobby, and it just I had my son, and I'm like, okay, let me take this serious. Right. So I came up with the plan, and I've been a business owner for about nine years, full wow. time. Okay. So mm-hmm. that's that's
1: that's a that's a summary, a very short outline. Yeah, you gave of you a gave, little <laughs> bit of who I am, just a little <laughs> just bit, just a taste. Yeah, you gave Lona one of her first blowouts, and I was like, she is gonna snap her neck. <laughs> I don't. If you could just keep your head still, right. little girl. <laughs> um, so that is that is our first interaction mm-hmm. was was absolutely in the shop and Lana was like, Ksh. right.
2: <laughs> so I
1: yeah yeah so you get all the props on that. Um, so I asked you here today because you have one of the more unique health journeys mm-hmm. um, that I thought would be helpful to share. Um, so in the grand scheme of things, the, the premise of um, my podcast is, uh, people ask me all the time, like, what is it about? And I'm like, eh, it's about all kinds of stuff. Like, we talk mm-hmm. about mental health. I'm, I'm currently in the middle of recording for a domestic violence series. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like people, everybody has a story to share. Right. And I, as I get older, I am of the belief that um, if we start to share our stories, then maybe we prevent somebody from having to take the same walk. Yep. Right mm-hmm. um, now, I I have prayed many nights at this point to be like, God, if you could let somebody else mm-hmm. like I don't have to go through all the tests. If you right. could give some tests to somebody right. else, that'd be great. But I think there is power in sharing our stories. I agree. Um, one of the conversations I had with a very good friend of mine, actually, probably just last week um, when we were talking about the domestic violence series. And she was saying that um, she and I were actually talking about our own our own stories Mm -hmm. and how some of the fear in sharing your story is that people then identify you by that story Mm -hmm. right so you're like oh I've been raped and now people are like oh that's the girl that's been raped like Mm -hmm. she's no longer the mom or the entrepreneur or the whatever she Mm -hmm. is now the rape even if it's a survivor Mm -hmm. she's now the rape survivor Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and so oftentimes people don't want to share their stories because they don't want to be tied to whatever has happened to them right um However, you have taken a really kind of public, helpful, inspiring um, stance on your experience. Mm-hmm. And so I asked you to be here to share that experience. Um, even if it just saves one life, mm-hmm. um, then I think it could be, you know, immensely helpful. So even my own, because I'll just tell you up front, like I have always been so they don't require mammograms until forty is it until 45? forty until 40. 40. They do okay. a 40. Mm-hmm. so I'm forty three now. Okay. Don't this is a secret? Maybe maybe people don't <laughs> listen to that piece. But um, so three years ago they started telling me to get a mammogram. Okay, right? and you know, I do my own breast exams. You know, whatever. I got a man; he do the breast exams. You know, mm-hmm. you know how that goes. they like doing that. They like doing that part. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have been scared to go get a mammogram because I'm like my boobs little. Like mm-hmm. I don't want y'all to put them in that thing. Right. That thing don't look don't nothing about that look look like it feels... Yeah. I mean, it ain't supposed to be a sexual experience mm-hmm. anyway, but I'm like, it looks painful. Mm-hmm. Um, But I will say yours, there is another young lady that I follow, that I'm actually friends with, I don't just mm-hmm. follow her, on Instagram, and like one other person that are like in my age range, mm-hmm. um, or younger, mm-hmm. that have had different experiences, that have had me like, okay, so even if they little, you probably should just go on and go. Yeah. Um, And so I I, I wanted you, I was hoping that you would share your story. And people have been asking me because I'm like, Amber's coming and she's going to share her story. (laughs) And they're like, well, what was her history? Well, what happened? And I'm like, well, I don't know. That's why I asked her to come (laughs) and share her story so she could tell it because I don't know the answers to that. I'll know the answers after she comes and shares her story. So now I'm going to kind of turn it over to you to tell us, like, what happened from start until, Mm -hmm. like, where you are now. I mean, you look great. You look healthy. Um, you are thriving. I do follow you. I kind of stalk you a little bit, but we're not. <laughs> I feel like it's different when you tell people you stalk them in person. No. Um, And so, I mean, you you definitely don't look like what it is I know you've been through. Mm-hmm. So I am excited to hear, like, what that journey was really like.
2: Well, I did not do the breast exams. Okay. I was very, um, you know, ignorant isn't always, and my husband taught me this, saying it, the word ignorant isn't always like a negative thing. It just means that you did not know information. Right. You were not you know, you didn't know about, you know, certain things right. about, you know, different situations. So I was actually one of those who were ignorant to the breast exams, even though I heard about it and breast cancer and cancer in general. Right. Um. So I really didn't do the breast exams. I want to say the end of 2018, maybe the beginning of 2019, I was laying on my chair in my apartment mm-hmm. and. My boob, I have a heavy boob, so my boob kind of like leaned to the that. side. I
1: don't know. <laughs> and They've I was like, oh,
2: that looked like something. But then I got the Googling breast cancer, whatever. So when you Google it, it shows you the lump, but on the pictures of the lump, it's like a little lump on the outside. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, this is probably like a fibrocystic cyst or something because mine is on the inside.
0: Right.
2: Okay. So I'm like, or maybe it's always been there because I've never done it. So right. I didn't know. So I, I I remember mentioning it to my sister. Um, I mentioned it to a couple of my friends, and one of my friends actually has fibrocystic cysts. Okay. And that actually runs in my family. We have okay. dense breasts, so it's it's also hard to detect sometimes breast cancer if you have dense breasts. Okay. That's what I was just recently told by my physician too. Okay. Which would So make sense. even even with a regular mammogram, sometimes you have to get the three D mammogram to okay. actually see it. So. I did not think it was anything, so a year goes by, I get married, and um, we're married for a year, and it's time for my annual, because Mike and I are talking about possibly having a baby, Uh and I was like... I mean, I'll go talk about it, but I don't know, you know, but we'll go right. talk about it. So you I went, I went to, right, I visited, Um, I went to my physician and I showed it to her. And she said, this may be why you haven't gotten pregnant. And I was like, well, I kind of be missing my ovulation. That's really why I ain't got <laughs> pregnant yet. But right. she um, was like, well, I've seen you, I mean, because of your age, you know, you're under 40. It's probably, I'm sure it's nothing, Um, you know, you do have family history of fibrocystic breast, breasts. And that's what it feels like. And so how old are you? I am thirty something.
1: Okay, no. fair enough. That's <laughs> no, to no, 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 I no. Mean, I'm thirty eight. We're I'm 38. not over the forty. Mm, I'm thirty eight. No, I was thirty seven at the time. Got
2: it. Okay. I was thirty seven at the time. Got it. Okay. No, 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 no. Wait, what was last year? So I turned. So thirty six. So last year was. I was thirty six. That's all I got. Okay. I was thirty six at the time. Okay. I was thirty six at the time. So um what was I No, I was 37. No, I'm tripping. I'm sorry. It's the chemo brain, y'all. So okay. I was 37. Okay. So I
1: was good at 30 something. Right, I just was making right, sure we were not over right. the 40 year old mammogram <laughs> no, mark. That's all. No, no, I know. I was 37 at <laughs> the time. Okay.
2: But um so um I was like, "Okay, well cool." And I'm thinking like, I'm not going to go cuz I mean it's probably nothing. Let's just go to the fertility, you know, and see and see, you know, cuz right, you know when right. you get over that 35 age, they start fertility stuff started looking I'm okay. like, you know. But I was like, no, I'll just go ahead and get out of the way. Maybe it's something they need to remove or whatever. Right. And so I went to July first. I went last year, I went to go get the mammogram. Um, it was actually a week after our anniversary a couple of weeks after our anniversary. We literally had just moved into our new home, two mm-hmm. days into our new home. Okay. So July first, um that Wednesday I went in and um they did the mammogram? I'm texting my mom. I'm like, I mean, I got big boobs, so it didn't hurt. It's uncomfortable, but yeah. it's really not that bad. Right. Like I, you know, it's it's not it's not that bad. Right. Okay. And so they did the mammogram. Um, the lady wanted to take a, a couple more pictures of um, my left breast. They did both breasts. Okay. And um, I said okay. So I'm sitting now texting my clients. It's gonna be a little bit later texting my husband because at that time, of course, he couldn't come upstairs. Right. Right. And so a a a, a, a nice handful of doctors came in and they said um. We see a lot of concerns um, that's going on in your left breast, and I'm like, well, yeah, that's pretty much why I came. And they were like, yeah, so we're gonna do um, we're gonna do an ultrasound, but then we're gonna we need you we need to do an emergency biopsy. And I'm like, I work in the healthcare; they OD sometimes. It's right. okay, whatever. Let me text my clients. I said, well, let me tell my clients that I'll be there later. They said, no, 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 you're gonna have four holes in your breast when you leave. So you need to tell your clients you see them in two days. I'm like, oh, okay. You're like, do you know what I do? No, for real. <laughs> no, seriously. So yeah. my clients were very, I had one that was really mean and she was blocked. She was very mean. I actually had to tell her what was going on for her to be like, I'm like, I don't call out even yeah. though I can. I don't do that. I show up. So we did the biopsy. I was still. Like, whatever. Because, again, I worked in healthcare. I know how aggressive they can be sometimes. Yeah. And then Duke is also a teaching hospital. So I'm like, there's a right. bunch of students here. So you, uh, still being very gullible and right. very whatever. Right. Right. So they did the ultrasound. Like, the nurse came in there and wrapped me up. She said, yeah, you got a lot of stuff going on. And I was like. I guess that's what they say, you know. And then the doctor came in off the record and then said, um, and "He said this is off the of record, but I I don't want you because I don't want you to worry, and we have to wait until we get the pathology report." But you have breast cancer, and I was like, I still was like, okay, probably not, but you know, whatever. Okay. So then I did not tell anybody. I did not tell my husband, even though I knew he. My husband is a very a spiritual man. He's a he's a worship pastor at Summit Church, so he knows the Lord. He knows him. He's yeah. always in our house. God is always present. Yeah. So I think he knew. And so he was very quiet the entire weekend, and I gave him his space because I think that was a scare for him just for me to even go that far. Yes. So I didn't tell my mom. I didn't tell anybody. I waited until they called me after the 4th of July weekend, and they called and told me that I had breast cancer. Okay. And so I still was like, I mean, okay and then no seriously this you is in exactly, my face right yeah right. but this is how i mean i'm I'm just gonna be straight up with you right I, yeah. so i was like i mean i'm all right so i called my mom told my mom well i facetimed her and she i was like i would have just called and she's like well what did he say i said well he said i have breast cancer and she was like okay well i'm sure it's early i'm sure it's still fine so i gotta go downstairs and tell mike he was in the garage was the studio and um She said, okay, just, you know, let let them know what's going on. And then called me back. So I went downstairs. I told them, Mike, you know, they said I, you know, have breast cancer. And I said, listen, this past weekend I let you slide for a few days. Yeah. And I said, but. I need you to be vulnerable with me. I need you to talk to me. You cannot shut me out because I have never even had a broken leg. Like I don't right. I've never, you know, I don't know. Right. I need you, you to know, do so this I with I need me. you and I know I, we we're we're newly married. Mm-hmm. You know, I get I get all of that, but I need you. Like I really need you. Yeah. So, you know, we cried, we prayed, and then, you know, it was cool. So the next day, my mom called me. So this is this is this is what you, what I don't want you guys to do. You or nobody else. When you go to the doctor, you are getting tests done. Don't look in my chart. Let me tell you something. I had already started, girl, I'm like, oh, God, who's going to do my hair? Because I saw that M word, metastasize. I said, I got stage four, breast cancer. So
1: so let me ask you. Let me ask you. So did anyone in your family have? No. So you didn't have a history of no, breast cancer. I'm going to okay. get to that. Okay.
2: So when I saw that metastasize word, I Googled that. And I'm like, what yep. does that mean? Metastatic. Yep. Oh, I have stage four. So then... I'm telling my mom, and so I broke down that next day. I cried, and I that's the first time I've ever cried on my mom since I was a kid. And so I lost it. My mom, my sister, my brother, they took off work. They came over, and my sister-in-law, they cooked. And I just was like, it was bad. It was really bad. So um, the next week, I went to go meet with my team, and I asked them about that M word, like, you know, what was it? thing? Well, we don't know what, you know, where it has spread or what's going on other than the lymph node. I'm like, oh. So it's not stage four. <laughs> and they were like, we highly doubt it's stage four. Because like, and who you, told you? you no, know, for real. <laughs> look at that darn my chart, listen, girl. Don't do that. Listen. Cause you see that with them words and you look them Google in words. Listen, you
1: don't
2: have to tell me. Child, I was like, okay.
1: Listen, Google so will kill you. I'm
2: telling you, like immediately, I was just kinda like, Ooh, who gonna do my hair? I gotta <laughs> you, you know already set, up, gotta set up my stuff. Yeah, I was ready. I mean, I wasn't ready, but I, I was just kinda you. like going through the Who motions? gonna do my hair? You know, and then honestly, I was more concerned about other people because, you know, I, I told Andrea, you know, yeah. and Andrea, I told yeah. her, I told another friend, and they were, I left them in charge to tell the other people because I'm not getting ready to be like this right here. Right. You know, patting y'all on it's the back. It's not time. It's me. It's, right. it's mine. Right. It's my turn. That's I'm right. the one that's going through. I'm not that's getting ready right. to be, you know. Right. So um, they wanted to do genetic testing because they're kind of like, you know, they asked me about my history, did my mom, did my grandma yeah. have it. No. So they did the genetic test, and I'm kind of yeah. like, Now I have to be worried if we do have a baby in the future or or I have to tell my son, like, you know, get him tested too. So the genetic testing came back. I tested negative for breast cancer. I tested negative for nine different cancers, genetic testing. And they tested, not only they test me twice, they tested me four or five different ways. How does, okay. Okay. So now I go, I meet with my team, Mm -hmm. and they break it all down to me. So the type of breast cancer that I have is hormonal. And it was like, boom. Okay. Wow. So anybody can get it. If, you, if you're if you a woman and you have breasts, you can get breast cancer. I was like, what? I thought it had to run in the family. I did too. Absolutely not. So, and let me tell you what was weird. First of all, they were excited that I tested HER2 positive, which is a hormonal breast cancer. Okay. Because they have a targeted treatment for that. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. So y'all really don't have cancer is what I'm saying? No, no, you got cancer, boo. You got I, okay, okay. You know, and so I just I just burst out in the office, started crying with the doctor, and they were like, you know, are you okay? I'm like, I mean, I, I'm like, which y'all, why y'all want me to fit? Like what? Right. So, yes, um, sure they I can, were know ex- you
1: don't need anybody to do your hair. Okay.
2: <laughs> okay. So I'm like, you know, they explained all of that to me. and your tumor is really big, and you know, you had a you have a couple of lymph nodes that are involved, and they broke that down to me. That means it 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 tried to metastasize and go to other places so that's mm-hmm. the first place it travels thank god so i had to have all of these tests now I have mm-hmm. test anxiety mm-hmm. um i had to get my mri ct scan right. pet scan you know pet scan shows everything used before like yeah. you get a if you're first of all we got good insurance because if your insurance <laughs> approve a pet scan
1: listen i know because it Cause show MRI, everything because my insurance MRI, i had at the time when i had to have an mri mm-hmm. i had blue cross blue shield and it was like yeah sure oh yeah sure. no ma'am blue
2: cross blue shield wouldn't, wouldn't even want me to get this yeah, but i got everything and so waiting for those phone calls okay yeah. boom you're clear I here clear the last test was the pet scan okay. that was going to show cancer cells anywhere else because okay. i'm telling you i started coughing right in yeah. my mind you know what i, I mean like it, yes. i start getting headaches i'm like I oh god it. it's in my brain i get it so yes. <laughs> they called at that last phone call and she said well we found a little bitty itty bitty fibroid that we already knew about in your uterus, and that's it. Listen,
1: won't he I do said what? that's it. Won't he do it?
2: Huh? Y'all can take that. Actually, you can take that whole system out if you want to. Because I don't, you know what I'm saying. I don't even. We get we a not dog. No, some, kids. Yeah, no, for real. <laughs> no. So, um, that was that was that was that part was difficult, and now I had to meet with the team to decide on my treatment. So that's when they told me we're gonna do six rounds of chemo. Okay. We're gonna do some radiation, and we're not gonna do a lumpectomy. We're actually gonna do a mastectomy. Okay. Take a take the breasts off. Okay. So um, those treatments were very difficult. Yeah. They're really hard. Um, My
1: godfather had brain cancer, and so watching him go through yeah, chemo. Yeah, it's, really, it's
2: really, is really it's, it was t- it was really tough because because I was young and healthy in yes. their terms. They could have broke that down to twenty something treatments, yeah. the the type, and I didn't even know there were different strengths of chemo. I had no idea. So by the fourth one, I was tapped out. I was like, "Let me just go into palliative care." First of all, the doctor was like, first of all, you're not a candidate for hospice or palliative care." <laughs> could you stop trying to
1: find somebody no, for to do real. Your hair? No, seriously, you could just <laughs> right. Cut that out. Okay, come on <laughs> so, back. Come on back over right. Here with
2: Right? I I mean, it was it was it was it was rough, and so um, they were like, "I never," I mean, I never needed blood. I never needed fluids. None of that. And I felt like I did. They were like, you're getting six rounds of chemo that most people get broken down into 20 to 30 sessions. I said, okay. They didn't give me that option. They were very aggressive because the cancer was growing. Right. And it went, I would have my period, it would get bigger, period. When my period goes off, it went smaller. So that made sense. You know, I told my husband it made so much sense. So um, I got my mastectomy in January. Um, They took off my left breast and um, removed 19 lymph nodes. In that one breast around here, around, they, they took okay. out as much as they could, okay. and I was like, "Whoa!" But I was so appreciative, and and after surgery, so my tumor was huge, okay. so they did not expect me to have clear margins after okay. surgery, like no cancer, after, right. you know, before, you know. Right. So when they t- whatever they took out was like, my tumor was five centimeters. When the, whatever they took out was like a blob, like a speck yeah. that was left of that was left of the tumor, barely mm-hmm. nothing so they were so happy yeah. so then in the lymph nodes um they still found like literally not even a um i mean a microscopic crumb of okay. cancer in the lymph node they were very happy okay. you know so now i am um i had radiation mm-hmm. 30 rounds of radiation every day
1: monday through friday 7:30 a.m. so 7:30 how long how long is radiation 10 minutes that's it
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that's including prep time that's 10 minutes
2: mm mm-hmm. It was longer to wait for them to call my name than the actual. And it d- doesn't hurt. It's like an x-ray. You are tired and it does drain you after, but it's like going to get an x-ray. It's a piece of cake.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. And so 30 rounds. 30 way.
2: rounds of that. And I did have some burns under my arm, my and a little bit on my chest from it. Is, and is that
1: after the removal? So that's after they get that's everything after, out. It's mm-hmm,
2: after they get everything out. And it, and everybody's situation is different. Right. Some people they can just get the lump out, and because mine had gotten so small, I thought that's what they were gonna do. The doctor was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, we wanna take it completely off to make sure that right. it's not any. Okay. I, and I again, okay. I ain't gonna fight you, <laughs> right. cause me we didn't feel it. The sur- we did not feel that lump before I had surgery anymore. And my oncologist was like, oh, well, maybe the surgeon will just do a lumpectomy. He said, uh, uh, uh-uh,
1: we're gonna
2: sure. take the whole thing off.
1: So talk to me. So back up a little bit and talk to me about the mastectomy mm-hmm. because I would imagine that that is a scary decision. I mean, so 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 the challenge, right? I don't know. I don't know if challenge is the right word, but that's mm-hmm. that's what I got. right Okay, for a second, is that the only um, experience I have with someone with breast cancer is what I've seen, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I have not had the experience personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know of anyone, you are the first person that I have known personally mm-hmm. to be able to really talk to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so what you see is on, on TV. Right, right? On TV. exactly. Or like, so um, when I worked for the city, I coordinated breast cancer. I know how important it is, right? right. Awareness and right. testing and early mm-hmm. detection. Mm-hmm. And so I coordinated breast cancer awareness walks and things like that. But, you know, you don't really, people don't talk about this part. Yeah. They talk about. Typically, they don't talk about any of it until it's over, mm-hmm. and they're like, "I'm a survivor." Yeah, right. But you don't get to. <laughs> you don't. Hard. That's okay. People don't talk about the chemo and the radiation mm-hmm. and the decisions that have to get made yep. in the middle. Um, you might see a picture somewhere in in there of someone you know who has lost their hair from chemo, mm-hmm. but there isn't this this there just isn't this in depth, intimate conversation with somebody um, if they're not in your family. Yep. Like if they not your mother or sister or aunt and you're like, yo, I was with them every step of the way, you don't really know what breast cancer looks like. You don't. Um and so I, you know, again, you know, as much or as little as you're comfortable sharing, I just I guess I just want people to be able to understand not only how real it is. I think people do know how real breast cancer is, but again, like unless you in it, you don't know. you don't know. You don't. And,
2: I, I mean, I've known of people with breast cancer. And my mom actually had uterine cancer the same year. So my mom, and, but the thing, and it's so crazy, and I tell my mom this. I was like, sis, you ain't had cancer. That was a sacrifice for me.
1: Don't, don't do that.
2: No, no. They, they ended my mom's chemo early. The tumor was in the lining of her uterus, which it didn't, was, you know what I mean? Right. I went to every appointment with my mom, same place where I went. Right. Every chemo with my mom. Okay. She that only had to do they ended after they ended it after three. She only had to do six rounds of chemo. I was there. Right. Da- I mean um six rounds of radiation. Right. I had to do thirty. Yeah. So I was right there. Was so my mom the doctor just up and called my mom. Oh you're cured. Right. We were like what? Then two weeks later we lost grandma. Mm. Okay. A few months later I found mm. I had cancer. That was it that was uh, my mom her, she that was a sacrifice for me. I don't care what nobody say. It was it was. I think so too.
1: I so tell so me a little bit about um, the mastectomy because I can't. I so so I'm looking for this thing. I'm not
2: ignoring you. No, no I'm gonna no, tell you I know about you're it. Ignore me.
1: Um. So a bit of an of a of an uh, of a comment out of ignorance, mm-hmm. right? Um. I remember you talking about on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, having a mastectomy, mm-hmm. and when I saw you today, I was like, well, maybe she didn't. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> exactly. I mean, it looks like she had both. Of boobs so maybe she doesn't have a mastectomy I don't I don't know right um so I imagine that being a very difficult decision mm-hmm. partially because I feel like women identify um we're in a very tricky political like a political naming state right now but like I feel like a lot of women identify, their womanhood with mm-hmm. things like their hair, mm-hmm. their breasts, their ability to... Some of us, the ability to have children, right? Because mm-hmm. whether you can or cannot have children does not make you a woman. Mm-hmm. But I just mean the functionality to mm-hmm. have a child, a uterus, mm-hmm. a period, you know, those things. Um, and so I can't imagine the decision that comes along with changing some. Some of us won't even cut our hair mm-hmm. because of what that means, what we feel like that means to being a woman, mm-hmm. right? Um, so what was the decision like, or what was that, or, or, you know, what was that like for you and your husband to say, and I get once it becomes a health thing, like Mm -hmm. take whatever you need so Mm -hmm. that I'm still here. Mm -hmm. But I I imagine it wasn't that easy. I didn't have an option. Okay.
2: Um, I had an option, but Mm -hmm. I didn't have an option. If that makes sense. Like they, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't that the doctor who did my surgery was an older doctor at Duke. He probably trained everyone else. Right. He didn't deliver it. And he was know. like, and he's like, this is what we're doing because this is what you need. Okay. And I'm like, okay, what well, do you need to take both of them? Because I'm, we don't need to take both of them because when we get done with you, we won't see you no more. Okay. So, um, it wasn't, and uh, if I would have had the option, I would have been like, do what we need to do. Okay. It wasn't really, uh, I've had fun with my boobs. I'm not attached to them at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like I, <laughs>
1: I'm just, just not never heard it described like I have, that, I've guess. had fun with them like
2: yeah. i i'm I'm not attached to them and it, and if you gotta take it off to you know for me to live the give me give life. me thirty four more more years then let's do it yeah. so um I do have I wear prosthesis mm. um i they did not do my um reconstruction at the same time mm-hmm. huh you're gonna be jealous. Because they're gonna do, they're gonna take my tummy and make a new boob. So I'm getting a tummy tuck. Yes, yeah, so I'm about to be snatched around here in these streets. Jesus. Yeah. And that. And honestly, Look. when the doctor <laughs> told me that my at my first appointment, it's it was almost like an incentive. Like I did not cry after that. I said, "You said you're gonna do what now? <laughs> you gonna you gonna take this and do? You said you're gonna do what now? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So I they 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 did not want to do the reconstruct. First of all, that that surgery it would have taken forever. Right. I so the imagine. the surgery process for the mistake. I mean, it was it was it was a lot more difficult mentally than I thought it would be. Okay. Um, not because I felt like my body was deformed because my husband always reassures me that I'm like the most beautiful thing that he has ever seen, which we all know that. So that's a whole nother subject. We'll but, have to um, get back to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we'll have to get back to talk about <laughs> that. But um but no so but for me I have not been depressed about this journey. Okay. I have not dealt mentally dealt with this journey at all. But when I got my mastectomy, I was forced, right, to deal with the fact that I just had breast cancer, right? Because it's a visual, like what? Vi- yes, I'm and walking around these streets day. with one whole titty, and that's it. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: What? I'm just telling you what my I'm just I'm being straight up with you. I got it? Like, Obvious. excuse
1: me. <laughs> yes huh yes so <laughs> it is definitely an an external reminder it is
2: yeah. so i mean the surgery was bomb like i want to have surgery all the time here's why because this is my first surgery you see
1: i'm like why? Well, okay i don't want let me okay. let me not speed it, it, it over t- my life okay right. i
2: don't want to have surgery all the time but i don't mind it if i need it right it, because right. let me tell you it seemed like it was two minutes okay girl i was like y'all done well, what was the healing
1: process like
2: i don't even know like because <laughs> i was in the shop with my drains and it wasn't supposed to be working it wasn't honestly it wasn't bad the The most difficult thing were the drains and i think it's because i was being more active than i was supposed to. supposed to be. yeah the healing wasn't bad I, I i my arm shoulder and all of that is still super tight from um radiation okay and under here um mm-hmm. my mobility is not you know like the other arm but you're able um, to work. I'm definitely able to work. Um, but you definitely need physical therapy, okay. big time. But it's like it's really preparing me for my reconstruction because so that's do they gonna be require
1: another. Require you to have like therapy, therapy, like mental. Like oh, I'm on therapy? I'm on the list
2: for that. Oh okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bad now. It's real bad now. Yeah. And it's like I recognize it and I know it is. Yeah. It's because it's it's all like everything that I that I've tried to like run through are you, you you're a mother you know mm-hmm. you know how things happen and you pick up and you go it's yeah. the same thing I was more concerned than, than everybody else more yeah. concerned for everyone else yeah. like I looked at my husband like he couldn't married somebody healthy he couldn't marry somebody that didn't need this yeah. these are just the things that I was going through like you know what I mean and so now it's like wow like I just really went through all that yeah. I'm just now processing the fact that I had breast cancer like just literally yeah. so yeah um therapy is definitely needed it's I mean, it's the it's the largest mental battle that I've ever gone through in my whole I life. I can only Im- so I can only imagine. Yeah, it's 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 really, really, really hard sometimes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, so so I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> so not only for um not only for the journey that you have gone through, but like you could have decided that it was your journey and that you weren't gonna share it or that you were going to pick up and move on and nobody would have ever like if, if you had not shared it, only those you shared it with would have known. Mm-hmm. You know, I I can't recall one picture where I was like, "Is something going on with her?" You know, until you were like, "This is what's been going on with me." Mm-hmm. Um, so your transparency, your authenticity, is needed. It is appreciated, um, and I'm proud of you for like I <laughs> I don't I've never heard anybody talk about breast cancer. The way that you have. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is good because I feel like people will listen, mm-hmm. you know, and it's from a space of, like, not necessarily woe is me. I ain't mm-hmm. going to make it. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You know what I mean? But But so many people, cancer is one of those terms. Like, cancer, yeah. there are a few terms that... When people hear them, it will bring you to your knees. Mm-hmm. And cancer is one of them. Mm-hmm. So for you to be like, no, I'm just, mm. I
2: mean, you know, I when, mean, and
1: I know it was serious. So I'm not was, meaning that it was, but wasn't no. But serious. honestly,
2: people were like, I mean, I'm like, you know. So after after Andrea called some people and my mom <laughs> called some people, they they start calling me. I'm like, okay, it's just a little cancer, like you know, it's just it's just a little bit of cancer. And I At can the imagine the them being
1: like, this is a, like,
2: what? <laughs> but I'm they know I'm me what? though. They yes. know me, and so. Um, you know, how people, like you said earlier, you know, your life experiences and things that you go through don't define you, don't define you. But, you know, I, I didn't want to say anything to anybody because I didn't want to appear weak. Right. I had always been this strong person that have been there for everybody that, um, you know, just this, this inspirational person motivates and, and, you know, always, you know, trying to inspire and getting people to better themselves. And, Honestly and, and I tell my husband like I don't want I don't want the people that are looking at me like saying I'm sick or no, actually the medication made me sick. I'm not I'm not sick. Right. But um it, it does it is me. Breast cancer is me and I I'm I'm walking in that because it, it took somebody like it's gonna take somebody like me and a lot of the others um that are unfortunately diagnosed in, in my age group to make a change, especially in our black community because Black women won't be diagnosed. You know why? Number one, we don't go to the doctor. We don't. We don't. We don't check ourselves, and a lot of the times we do think that we are invincible to things. And so when those you have those statistics that say that we if it's found less than us compared to white women, that's because by the time we get checked for it, yeah. It's stage four. Right.
1: We finding somebody to do our hair.
2: Exactly. Yep. So, and honestly, and even with that, I've met women in my support groups with um, stage four breast cancer that's been living 15, 20 years. So it's like you, you, and it's, 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 I mean, this whole thing is opening up my mind to the, to, you know, to the disease, and I'm just kind of like, oh, wow, like, really?
1: But even your story, right, even your story, just sitting here. So one of the things that I have been blessed with in doing this podcast is that so often somebody that I'm talking to says something or sheds some light or shares an experience, and I'm like, oh. I never considered, whatever they were Mm -hmm. saying, it might be something really serious like breast cancer. It might also be something else, right, Mm -hmm. that I'm like, Oh, I never considered that from that perspective. And so, even listening to your story, like to think so. Part of the reason I never, I, I, did not, I have not gotten a mammogram is because I was like, I don't want you to put these little titties in that machine and squeeze them. Okay, <laughs> right. I just, I they not, they not right. heavy, they not dense. Right, just the size they've been all their life, and I just won't, don't want you to suck none of the little air in them I got out. I mm-hmm. want you to leave them alone. Mm-hmm. But also in the back of my mind was like, nobody in my family's ever had breast cancer. Mm-hmm. I don't feel no lumps when I'm yep. in the shower. I'm mm-hmm. good, right? Mm-hmm. So to sit across from you and you be like, yeah, so nobody in my family had breast cancer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And this isn't the typical type of breast cancer that we see. Then as a trigger for me, it's like, oh, so all the things that I thought mattered, mm-hmm. right? All the things that I thought were going to be barriers for me mm-hmm. to go and it to always be a negative test mm-hmm. really aren't barriers at all. Yep, They just were things that People told you about, you know, how they could cr- be created or how they could exist. Um, like, knowledge is power, mm-hmm. you know. And the the key to that is, like, for as long as I think that that's a reason for me not to go, then I then either knowingly or unknowingly pass that on to my daughter, who now thinks she doesn't have to go because, you know, and, she, and, and so my girls were gifted. They got big old boots. I don't <laughs> – they joke <laughs> me a lot because – I so there have been a few times that, like – I'm looking for a bra, right? I do laundry, and I'm like, mm-hmm. anybody seeing my purple bra? Mm-hmm. And I'm walking, and they like, why are you, why are you in here? Cause we can't wear. Ain't nobody <laughs> wear that little mess but you. So you could probably go on back in your room, but like, you know, whether whether I am unknowingly passing on those, mm-hmm. you know, misinformation that misinformation mm-hmm. um, to them, and then like you said, then we create another generation of black girls that doesn't get tested because we are of the assumption mm-hmm. that that can't happen to them. And then by the time you're going to get this lump looked at. Now we're, you know, now we're figuring out who's going to do your hair. Right.
0: Um,
1: so I appreciate that about you. Um, I guess what I would say is what happens next? So, well, I have a question. So the prosthesis that you have now, do you, do you just leave it? Do you take it on and off? I take it on and off. You take it yeah. on and off. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then, but then when they do the reconstructive surgery, it'll just be a, basically a new breast. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what happens? And a flat stomach. That, that i'm not gonna talk about that part because period. i'm a little salty period i'm gonna unfollow. it's gonna you. be flat oh because i'm cutting up i'm gonna unfollow because oh, i'm gonna cut. You. Up. can you have a different hair mm. page i'll mm. follow your hair page i don't mm. want to see because i'm gonna be cutting up i don't want to see the new and improved amber i'm gonna <laughs> unfollow you yeah, it's gonna be bad see we had connected <laughs> right then <laughs> and i to, feel like we're about, about to, to disconnect out. okay so what's
2: so do you have to take medicine I am currently still receiving um, a chemo drug called Catsyla, okay so it is a the tar- one of the targeted treatments for um, my cancer mm-hmm. so it is going to assist and help and prevent recurrence.
1: okay and then so how often do you every have to three be- weeks
2: it's a there's a 30 minute infusion okay. versus the regular chemo is like eight hours okay. Okay. Every three weeks, eight hours Okay. So this is only thirty minutes mm-hmm. every three weeks. Um I and I my last one is November sixteenth. I okay. cannot wait. Okay. Um and I'm and I am on Zoladex. So Zoladex, um, because my cancer is hormonal, they want to shut me down and send me into early menopause. Okay. For five years.
1: Oh. Okay. Yeah. And then you come out? I can come off, yeah.
2: Because the, reoccur- the risk of reoccurrence is lower after two to three years. Got it. Okay. So they, you know, they be an extra. So right. five years. Now, if my hu- in a year or two, if my husband and d- decide that we want to have a baby, mm-hmm. I'll just come off of it for a little while and just okay. go back on it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, but there's not like, well, right now, anyway, there's not like a, a forever medication. Mm-mm. No. Okay. Mm-mm. Okay. So then once we have the reconstructive surgeries and once we are done with the medication mm-hmm. and cancer-free, we are.
2: Well, I'm already then, cancer-free. And we
1: are now showing out.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've am I i mean, I've been kind of showing out kind of the whole time, even
1: during chemo. I know. So. I was just saying, like, yeah. just tell me you talk about that I don't want to talk about. Yeah. Well.
2: So that's, yeah. But it's not still not over, though. You know, it's not even over. Like, even people look at you ringing the bell for radiation, and I'm just kind of like, it's it's like it's not over. Like you, are, that cancer is will be forever on my life resume. Right. It's it's a it's a constant battle of it returning, right, and being worse. Right. Or you know, I mean, it's it's. I mean, you. I I I know a woman. I met a woman in my support group that is sixty seven. Mm-hmm. She has had um, stage four. She was diagnosed at stage four. Okay. She did not have a lump. She actually had breast leakage. Difference is. You know, ran in her family. Right. You know, so every situation is different. But she's been living for a long time with right. stage, and that, that lady looked good. And so people want to tell you, oh, it's what you eat; it's your diet. That may be right, but then what happens when you meet a fitness instructor like in fitness instructor like her, right? And who's been eating? You've she's been vegan, right done all the right things. Then, then what? So, you know what I mean? I actually had a like con- I actually I didn't get into it with this young lady, but I actually told her. She made this story about um eating healthy and, you know, all of these things will help prevent cancer and all this and that. And I and I clicked on the story. And I said, like, "Oh, this seems beneficial. Let me save it." So then she gets negative and is saying you need to do this and you need to stop mm-hmm. that and you won't have that. And I'm like, "Well, I met someone you know, that was healthy, you know, she was a fitness instructor, she was, you know, whatever, and she did not, and she she was even vegan. Now, I'm not saying vegan is healthy or right, not, but right. she was even, you know, vegan, and she was like, well, just because of all those things doesn't mean she was healthy, and I was like, so you're telling me as someone who's actively going through treatment that it was my fault that I got breast cancer? And she said, yes, it was your diet. That's what she said to me, and I off? told her, well, no, I told her, I said, well, just do me a favor, because I am mentally sane and kept, <laughs> And totally covered by the blood of Jesus. Right. I have not lost my mind. And so I will not try to find you, but be mindful about what you say, because I'm actively going through it. And so if I was mentally insane, right. I would hurt myself and you would have stumped me 10, 10, 10 times more in the ground by telling me that it was my fault that I got breast cancer. So it's okay to be informative, but please don't talk like you are right. like you are sitting there and you know what's going to prevent it. Now, Putting up informative things that you find, but that's also man-made. So if you don't have your own farm, growing your own vegetables and fruits, how you know you're eating healthy? Because you're going to the store to buy yourself just like I am. So hush, and I'm going to eat this cheeseburger right here. And leave me alone. It's going to be turkey because I don't do beef. I haven't done beef in a long time. But leave me alone.
1: Have, so now that we have gotten her all the way together,
2: <laughs> she got all the way together. Okay. I have
1: two questions. I have two more questions. Mm-hmm. So one outside of the physical, mm-hmm. and and yes, we have touched on some of the mental and emotional mm-hmm. too. Um, how has this experience changed you?
2: Um, I am more sensitive. Okay. I cry a lot when I'm happy. Okay. When I'm sad. Okay. My relationship with God, um, has definitely gotten closer. Um, I don't have, there is nothing, there is no end to how much I love and appreciate what he's done for my life. There's never been an end, but I was sort of ashamed of being, I guess, growing up a Christian and believing right. in God. Um, right. But as I, you know, as I, ha- as I've had life experiences, like I'm no longer ashamed of you know how I feel about him right. and um, his grace and everything that he's done for me and my family and my and my health. Like because this definitely could have been really really bad.
1: It's I will tell you, um, God is different when you experience it for yourself. Mm-hmm.
2: God is just different. Period. Like I just yes. don't understand. Like yes. why am
1: I? You know. But I just I guess the, <laughs> like what? Like what? Yes, I you woke me up. Like <laughs> me. When I make it. You woke me the point up. When I make it is. I was raised in the church too. <laughs> right. But listening to somebody else's. Mm-hmm what God has done for you, yeah. right, and, and how God woke them up and how God bought them out and mm-hmm. how God paid their bills is like, oh, okay, that's what's up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when you have an experience that invites him into your space mm-hmm. and he is able to do those things for you and, mm-hmm. and puts you in a position where you're like, okay, okay, so that won't nobody but God, um, it changes the perspective. You know.
2: And my perspective, actually, I wouldn't have married my husband if my perspective hadn't changed years ago. Right. So um, right. God has been a center of this anyway because when you get diagnosed with different things or you go through different things in life... Right. Um, it shouldn't really take those things right. to 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 let you know that he is present. So he has been present the entire, the entire time. I mean, I never doubted that he wasn't going to be here. And even with talking to my friends when they could, when they were ready to call me and talk to me, and I told them, and I and I still mean this to this day, even going through everything that I went through, um, it's it's one in every eight to ten women that's diagnosed with breast cancer, and. I would do it all over again to make sure it wasn't any of them. I would have rather it be me than my sister, my friends, anybody. And I'm not saying that I'm stronger, but I look at the things that I've gone through and they have gone through. I just would have rather carried it. And I would do it again just to make sure it's none of them. I would do it all over again. So... It's I mean it's I mean and and that's God and that's why and that's why he keeps blessing me because I I will always have that posture about everything that I go through. I will never change. I I don't want to take back any hard time even before this that I've gone through because I've learned from it. Right.
0: Just and so now
2: I can educate women on something else yeah. so it's almost like yeah I don't want to go through this or I've never said God why me I've always said from the beginning even when I was like confused I said well what you want me to do with it and that's just been my posture really the whole time
1: and that is why you continue to be blessed in the way that you are and will um, continue to be yep it speaks volumes to your character it speaks volumes by the people that you surround yourself with I, those are things about people um that don't have to be said. Like, you just, that is energy that you just feel. Like, I feel that, mm-hmm. um, number one, because I share that, and number two, because I'm a mom. Right. Like, if I can yep. experience, if there is anything that I can go through mm-hmm. that prevents my kids from having to go through, right, give it to, it don't matter what it is. Right. You know, um, I feel the way about my mom. I feel right. that way about my closest friends. Like, okay. You know, and I have said, you know, in going through my own things, I have said numerous times, like, okay, guys, is this some, Is this a message for somebody? <laughs> right. Like, who? Yeah. If you Can you just dial them on in? Right. You know. Um, so, anyway, so the, the last question that I have um, is if there was one thing that somebody could take from this today, one thing, what would you want it to be?
2: Let the rest of your life
1: be the best of your life.
2: And that is my slogan for my Breast Cancer Foundation, Beauty Me Forever.
1: So tell me a little bit about that.
2: Um, I started that. So with me, of course, I'm in the beauty industry. So what helped me on the days that I didn't feel good was to get up, put my makeup on, do my hair, do my lashes, you know, whatever. Losing my hair was not a big deal. I mean... The only thing I haven't rocked was a ball head. So I was like, um, "Hello, right. Okay. So that I mean, I was fine with that. <laughs> right. So, um, put on
1: a green wig, but, keep it moving.
2: Um, so these boxes that I sell, um, they're a hundred dollars and they have different things in them. Um, lashes. I have some local businesses that wanted to add, like this girl does, um, she makes, uh, custom calendars, like planners. Mm-hmm. So she made me a beauty me forever planner. Um, to go into boxes, different, different things that you can use. So when I sell one, I give one away to a breast cancer patient okay. or, um, survivor or whatever. And their boxes are going to be a little different. Like some of them will have wigs in them. Some of them will have, okay. you know, whatever. So that's basically what it is. And eventually you guys will be able to subscribe and get the boxes, but all proceeds go to the foundation okay. and helping these women out, and I want to plan next. I don't know if I'll be able to do it this October, but I know um, maybe starting next October, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I want to do makeovers like every weekend. Find okay. breast cancer patients or go into their home or whatever, and just do makeovers and just you know stay with still stay yeah. within what I know. You yeah. know, in the beauty industry, all of my friends are in the beauty industry yes, as well. They are. So <laughs> yes, they I want to do. So that's that's basically what the foundation is going to be about, and and of course. um, just informative and offering um, um, different information because I actually um, I met this lady. Um, I had a um, event in April and she gave mm-hmm. me some pamphlets for free mammograms because that's another thing too why right. minority women you know aren't surviving this or are having to go through it because they right. don't have the insurance to get right. the mammograms. Right. Okay. So they do offer the free mammograms and I have information about that as well. So
1: how would um, someone go about getting a box if they wanted to so, purchase So um,
2: I actually have an Instagram, beauty me for every Instagram, but even um, underscore miss.hair, that's my Instagram. Okay. If they inbox me, I have them at the shop. I have about maybe 15 or 16 left. Every three months is going to be a different box. Okay. So this one is, like, really my first full box. My okay. first box um, was just the introduction mm-hmm. to let everybody know what I was doing, but this is going to be, this is my, um, this is, like, really the first full box. Launch. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. So I um I'm going to get with you. We're okay. done to okay. get the box. Okay. Um, I don't know how to use most of the stuff you said it was going to be in it. So we might just <laughs> you donate probably both. do though. I, I probably no, don't. you do. No, it seriously. The only complex thing. Do you wear strip lashes? No, but I did today by this thing and oh, if okay. you
2: What? what on, girl, so so no, because I have Mac. This is the thing. I lost my lashes, right? So I've never done strip lashes. So I was like, well, let me try the magnetic lashes, right? Okay. When I tell you I put that liner on and it was so easy. Well, today while I was at the beauty supply store, I bought this tweezer-looking thing that was at the register. Here we go. No. No. But it said, it, <laughs> I, I mean,
1: you're just supposed to be able
2: to just, but no, it looked easy. No, with simple stuff in there. Like, it's like, you know, face mask, it's a candle, it's um, bath bombs, okay. headbands, like different stuff, NYX lip gloss. Okay. I have a, um, I even have a tumbler in there um, with Beauty Me Forever on there. It's
1: really okay. cute. Okay. Well, really either cute. way, we're going to partner <laughs> with you to get, I mean, you know, some stuff. My daughter right. is like, Ma, it's not that hard. I'm like, look. It's really not. Listen, I'm going to get this hair braided. <laughs> I'm go about gonna put on business. this mascara on these lashes right. that, that that grew out of my face, and right. then that's give you some. Maybe we're gonna try to step it up, not be chapstick, but you know we're gonna right. try <laughs> to gloss them up a little bit. We are gonna keep it moving. We gonna okay. stay in our lane. That's, that's all right. That's, that's, that's where we operate best. Right. We stay in our lane. That's all right. So we. Will, I am gonna partner with you on that. Um, I want to thank you for sharing your time and your story and your heart, Amber. You are, um, I told you this already. So this is not <laughs> new. Um, an amazing individual. Um. To watch from afar on Thank social you. media, I appreciate that you are just who you are. I'd be like, they don't match, but it's cute, though. right? Like, I, <laughs> that's what oh, I mean. Right. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't even know how to put that together, but it. Okay? <laughs> but it okay, works. It works. <laughs> it works. Okay. Right. Um. But to have an opportunity to sit down and talk to you outside of social media, outside mm-hmm. of you doing Lana's hair, mm-hmm. um, your your heart, your spirit is. Just as amazing as it looks like on social media, um, which says a lot, not coming from me, Mm -hmm. but just the fact that people can be whoever they want Mm -hmm. on Instagram. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, it might be genuine and And it it might not. not, (laughs) So I appreciate that you are exactly who you show up as um, and that you would take time out of your day to sit here and talk about this with me today and share with people who I, it is going to save somebody's life. It, hell, it might even save mine because I probably right. make, need to go get a mammogram. You do. I mean, I had one, then I had rescheduled. Okay, I'm going to just it's not. It. It's really not that bad. It's okay, I'm going to call you. If it you can. Time. I'll go with you I if mean, I can. I mean, it's okay. I'm going to go. But I'm going to just call you if they if this pancake look any different than it do today. Well, you're
2: going to be up on the machine like this because they thing little.
1: Me, uh, okay. I just was thinking like that. You know like what? That's that. the end. That's the end of this. I appreciate it. That, you, can, you can cut it. That's, that's it. That's it. That's it. That, that's it. That's it's cut. not that bad. Cut. cut. Thank you very much. You're welcome.